Atlanta's July 4th tradition is back. There's really very few races like Peachtree. The 2021 Atlanta Journal-Constitution Peachtree Road Race. I would much rather be known as the world's safest 10K. No matter how you choose to run it, we're here to get you ready. Helps me stay in shape and build friendships and work off stress. You're listening to the Peachtree Podcast, the official podcast of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution Peachtree Road Race. Welcome to this week's edition of the Peachtree Podcast here with Atlanta Track Club's Jay Holder. I'm Jennifer Perry. Just one week and a couple of days to go, depending on which race day you're choosing for your Atlanta Journal-Constitution Peachtree Road Race this year. And here with us, of course, is Jay from Tokyo. We are just stretched across the globe for this year's Peachtree Podcast. How's it going over in Tokyo, Jay? My Peachtree is actually closer because I'm a, I'm almost a, you know, a full day ahead of you. So, That's right. So Peachtree yeah. is Peachtree's coming quicker for me. No, it's it's going well over here. For those of you who've been following the saga, quarantine. Uh, well, by the time you hear this, I will be out of quarantine with any luck. Uh, this drops on Friday. We get out on Thursday. And I, I will actually get to tell you next week what Tokyo looks like. Because <laughs> despite being here for two weeks, I don't know at this point. <laughs> He's been stuck in a room. And finally, you get to start a little bit of training again. I mean, what's your plan in terms of getting yourself race ready for next weekend, Jay? I've spent so many years telling people not to wait until the last minute to start training for Peachtree. And here I am waiting until the last minute to start training for Peachtree. I've never taken two weeks off of cardio. I mean, usually if I can't run, I'll bike, I'll do something. I think it's an obsessive compulsion a little bit, but I don't know what it's going to be like to come back after two weeks of not doing anything. So my plan is to see how that first run goes. Uh-huh. Try to maybe do three or four miles on the first night that I can get out there and go find a good park or greenway uh, and then base my plan off of that i am certainly not going to be out there trying to run hard at peachtree it's going to be it's going to be as matt wilper said last week it's going to be just have fun um mm-hmm. so i think i'll be able to get to six miles but the question will be how fast those six miles will be <laughs> now how's the humidity level over there i mean you've had very little outdoors time yet but is it anything comparable to what we're going through in atlanta it's almost identical, actually. Wow. And one of the reasons that Jake Riley and Abdi Abdi Rahman and Alephi Tillimuk are running Peachtree is because the conditions really replicate what we're seeing here in Japan at this time of year. They're going to be, of course, in Sapporo, which is far north of Tokyo. But Tokyo, one of the reasons that they moved the marathon out of Tokyo is because it's just the conditions were not good for that sort of long distance running. But the track events are going to be really warm. Um, it gets up to 80, 90 degrees here hmm. during the day. Uh, and the humidity is really high, maybe even higher than Atlanta. So I'm somebody who really enjoys the cold. And I picked the one city that might be warmer or more oppressive than Atlanta to spend my summer in. (laughs) (laughs) Good luck with that. But (laughs) it's been uh, hot here. We've had to dodge some storms this week. So hope everyone's training is going well. That's an important piece of this race. But also this year, too, there are so many changes. It's why we do this podcast to help inform you about what's to come with this race. But this one, this year in particular, Jay, has a lot of different changes that maybe even regular Peachtree participants may not be used to. So this week, I know you want to encourage people check out the Peachtree magazine check out the participant instructions because it's almost go time but before you go to the race or even the expo you really need to know what you're heading into I know we all get a million emails and it's hard to read them all and it's easy to click delete I I urge you to read your Peachtree participant instructions that came out this week and just make sure that you know everything you need to do before race day. We want you to have a fun time. We want you to have a good time. The safety measures are in place to keep this race safe, and and obviously we've got to do it, but we don't want that to be what you remember about race day. So 
make sure you read what your instructions are as far as being able to show a vaccination card or going through the COVID-19 screening, filling out the forms, look at your arrival times for your start waves. All these are very different than they've been in the past. And we're really hoping that that Peachtree autopilot that a lot of you are on can come back next year and it's going to look a lot more like the normal Peachtree. But this year, just a lot of changes in place so we can have it next year. So if this race goes off safely, which it will, we'll have a much better chance of next year's race being, being a normal race. So participant instructions should be in your inbox. Take a look at those. And then Peachtree Magazine comes out today. If you're listening to this in in the morning, it might not be out yet, but it will be emailed to you today. And it's got a lot of great features. You're going to meet a lot of people who are running the race all over the world. So some really cool stories about participants and how this race came together, but also more instructions and just another place to find out what you need to be doing this week, next week, leading into race day to make sure that it's a smooth experience. All right. So be sure to check that out. Don't delete the email. You're going to need some of those instructions. And of course, if you haven't caught the rest of the podcast, too, we've been trying to explain as many of the changes as possible here. So go back to episodes one, two, three, and four and get caught up on all the changes for this year's race. But today here, Jay, we want to feature a couple of our national anthem singers. The great thing about having this race weekend stretched to two days, we have two singers who won this year's Oh Say Can You Sing contest with 11 Alive. And And they're joining us this week. I know with race timing this year and how the waves are placed, you might not be able to hear them sing, but at the very least, people can go check out their audition tapes, which are pretty amazing in themselves. We had a great group of finalists this year on 11alive.com for people to vote for. And I'm so glad we were able to pick two. They both are amazing singers, local singers who've sung for graduations. They've sung at Braves games. So you may have heard them before, but hopefully everybody can hear them on July 3rd and July 4th. And then also this year, we're not, we're not talking to her today, but we also had a national anthem singer for Peachtree Jr. So we're three winners of the OSA Can You Sing contest this year. And yet you can hear them all if you go to our Facebook page and look at the finalists. But hopefully our sound system will be set up such that you can hear them from whichever wave you're in on race day. Although I know some of you might not be there yet. So we'll have that video up on YouTube for you to watch. Yeah. And check out the social media channels. There's always a good recap of the race day on Atlanta Track Club's Facebook, Instagram and Twitter pages as well on Peachtree Day itself. And today you mentioned Peachtree Junior. We're going to feature this race because for a lot of kids, this is their very first exposure to running. And Actually, Jay, uh, your kids are getting ready for Peachtree Junior. I know you're going to be sad to miss out on this, but it is such a cool event. It is. They're so excited. I can't tell you how excited my kids are about Peachtree Junior. They did the Braves race a couple weeks ago, and it got them all amped up. My son is my son is six. Uh, my daughter is four. Um, they've been they've been doing Peachtree Junior since they were both two. It is a tradition in our house. They love the shirt. They wear it to school almost every other day. Uh, and it works out because I can hand down my son's shirt to my daughter when he outgrows it. So there's always junior shirts in circulation. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be sad to miss it this year because it really is, even when my kids weren't doing it before that, it's one of my favorite events of the year because you get to see kids experience running and fall in love with running for the first time. Uh, it really is the gateway to the peach tree. We see a lot of these kids grow up and go into the the main event on July 4th. So this year going to be a little different like everything else, but we're going to talk about some of those changes and show you how you can still have fun at Peachtree Jr. You can still sign up for Peachtree Jr. on July 2nd this year. It's all coming up right here on the Peachtree Podcast. Stay tuned. As the official bank of Atlanta Track Club, PNC Bank is committed to helping Atlantans take action today so you can reach your financial goals tomorrow. 
PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. Those beautiful voices you hear singing the Star Spangled Banner, those are the winners. Yes, winners of this year's Oh Say Can You Sing contest. It's the annual contest Atlanta Track Club partners with 11 Alive to find singers for the 4th of July. But this year, it was a singer for the 4th of July and the 3rd of July. Two singers sending off the runners at the AJC Peachtree Road Race and Jennifer talked to them both. Thousands voted. These two came out on top. Olivia Adams and Emery Ediger. They join us this week here on the Peachtree Podcast. Emery, what prompted you to enter the contest? Oh, wow. Well, uh, I sang the anthem at my high school graduation, actually. I graduated this year. And my friend, uh, Lizzie White, texted me and was like, hey, I found this thing. Would you be interested in doing this? I was like, um, absolutely. Like, thank you so much for sending it to me. And I ended up entering. Sign me up. So here you are. And uh, it turns out you're one of the winners and one of those performing for us now on race weekend. But tell us a little bit about your background, because you mentioned you sang at graduation. Where did you grow up and where did you graduate from recently? Well, I grew up in Suwannee, Georgia, and I've been singing pretty much my whole life. I mean, my whole family is musical and my mom sings a lot, too. And so it's always kind of been a family thing. And I did chorus for a number of years. And so that kind of got me more into music, more into singing. Um, I found that I had this just love for it. And that kind of followed through like my entire middle school, high school career um, and gave me the opportunity to sing at graduation, which was really cool. (laughs) That is very cool. Olivia, I wanted to ask you the same question I asked Emery there. And that is what prompted you to enter the contest this year? (laughs) Well, I have kind of made it my mission. First of all, I love any opportunity to perform. But this has kind of been a bucket list item for me to try to, (laughs) this is so strange, but to try to perform the national anthem for as many of the large uh, events that take place in Atlanta as I can. So, you know, I I would love to be able to mark off things like a Falcons game and a Hawks game. I've done a Braves game. And so actually a friend of mine, tagged me after I recently sang at the Braves game. And she said, here's another opportunity for you. She is a runner. So (laughs) she said, you should give it a shot. And I thought, oh, yes, the road race. I should absolutely try. So I just gave it a shot on a whim, never imagining that I would actually win. (laughs) I'm so excited. So both of you are kind of in the same place where you had friends refer you to this contest. So were you aware, though, in general of the Peachtree before? Have you had any experience or ever attended or watched? I have never personally attended. I can say unequivocally that I am not a runner. Um, <laughs> I very much am inspired by what y'all do because that um, I don't have that kind of willpower and diligence and discipline. But I'm very aware of the race. I have many friends who are participants every year, and I have always wanted to attend, even if I wasn't going to run or walk. I've always wanted to kind of see what the hype was about. Mm-hmm. So this gives me a great opportunity to get a front row seat at exactly what goes on because I hear it's phenomenal. I hear that even if you're not running, it is a phenomenal event to attend. 
Absolutely. So here's your chance, ladies. You're going to see what it's all about and in a big way. I mean, what's that pressure like? I mean, because you say you don't have the discipline. You have a different kind of discipline because it takes a whole different level of training when you're talking about singing something like the national anthem in front of thousands. So both of you have had that chance and other opportunities. But what is this going to be like for you? Emery, I'll start with you here. It's wow. I mean, I've just been in shock for uh, since I found out. Um, It's definitely such a cool opportunity. I mean, I love doing music. It's such a big part of my life. So getting just chances to perform and to to be at really cool events like this and just to perform like this is just amazing. I mean, uh, it's definitely nerve wracking, but in the best way possible. (laughs) I would agree. Um, I think, you know, people, that's the constant question is, aren't you nervous? Like, doesn't that make you nervous? And I say, the singing part of it, and I think Emery would probably agree, um, that part doesn't make me nervous at all, not the singing, because that's my comfort zone. That's uh-huh. where I am more comfortable. Things like this podcast or <laughs> the timing of the flyover, you know, those little details are the kinds of things that make me anxious because I want the event to go off well, and I don't want to ever disappoint, you know, the coordinators of the event. So the pressure of it is more in just trying to make sure you don't mess up what is a phenomenal event, and you're the, the one to, to kind of put a snap in it. But it's more just like she said, for me, it's more that anxious excitement rather than the nerves of performing. But it's such a tough, tough song. So are you in your own zone when you're singing something like the national anthem or do you feed off the crowd? I'll let you take that first. (laughs) Um, I think it definitely depends. Um, I know that when I sang at my graduation, I was telling my parents that about halfway through, I think I kind of just my soul left my body a little bit. Like halfway through, I was kind of looking out of the crowd and it kind of like dawned on me like, whoa, I'm doing this. Um, but it's definitely once I get into singing, it's kind of, uh, like you said, Olivia, it's kind of a comfort zone. It's like, yes. this is what I love to do and feeding off all the people that are like excited watching it. And so it's kind of like a little bit of both. I would agree. Yes, I am in my own zone. And I think that I think just because with the national anthem, that one's a different kind of creature because I never want to perform that song without doing it with reverence. And I always want to be respectful when I perform it. And remember that it is really not about me showing off, uh, you know, doing a vocal showcase. That's a whole different experience. And if I'm doing something like that, I'm very much engaged with the audience and with wanting to have kind of a stage presence. But when I'm performing the national anthem, I am diehard, all things patriotic. I am, um, you know, extremely aware of, what that song means for so many people. And I always want to do my due diligence to do that with respect and to not make it about me singing. So I try really hard not to over sing it. Mm-hmm. I try really hard to remember it was written a certain way and it needs to be sung a certain way with respect and reverence. And so for me, I'm very focused on trying to make sure that I do it justice. Do you think it'll be even more special to sing it on this particular weekend, especially with an event like this where we're celebrating our freedom, (laughs) our independence? And again, you're with thousands of people who are doing that too. Yeah, it definitely holds a special significance to sing it on the 4th of July and for such a large event where so many people are there in a unified way. We've seen so much division and heaven knows I would not be the the person to be ultra political about anything. But I do think, you know, because the race was not run last year in this fashion, and because our country has been through so much. And like I said, I am extremely, I'm extremely patriotic and supportive of our military and of our, our country as a whole. I'm very proud to, to be American and to even just have the opportunity is um, something I don't take lightly. And to do so on the 4th of July 
is just an extreme gift. And uh, it's going to be special, I think, for all of us who are there because we're just glad to be together again yeah, in an event absolutely. like this. It's going to be really cool. But uh, when you're not doing things like singing the national anthem, ladies, <laughs> what is your favorite type of music to sing? Oh, my goodness. I mean, I'm definitely a huge music nerd. And so I love so many different genres. I definitely love to write my own music and kind of experiment in that way. Um, so definitely a lot of singer-songwriter style. I also have a huge, huge heart for theater. Um, and I love singing anything musical theater and performing in that way. Um, so it really just depends. But I love listening to so many and singing to so many different styles. I grew up the daughter and granddaughter of professional gospel singers. And, you know, so I've been in church my whole life. That's where I tend to sing the most these days. Many, many years ago, I did a very small blip of a developmental deal in Nashville with um, DreamWorks Records. And uh, you can probably tell, you know, listening to me speak, I'm, I'm a country girl <laughs> at heart. So country is not necessarily my favorite to perform, but I think that my voice probably lends itself pretty well to country. Mm-hmm. I do pretty well with like blues and soul as well. But I love everything. Everybody that listens to any of my playlists is like, good Lord, this is the most eclectic <laughs> gathering of songs I've ever heard in my life. But that's kind of the way I am when I sing too. I like to do everything. I relate to that on so many <laughs> levels my playlists all the genres <laughs> yes and of course no matter no matter what I'm listening to at the time I am performing that because if right. you're bless your heart if you're in the car with me if you didn't want to hear me sing that song I'm so sorry because it's probably going to happen it's clear though that you two would sing better in the car than most of us on any particular day so I appreciate that I'd much rather listen to you than than to me so <laughs> but I mean it's amazing uh, Olivia you told us you know your goal is to sing the national anthem at as many major events as possible Possible. I mean, here's your chance here on the Peachtree Podcast. Uh, what's still on your list? You mentioned the Falcons, maybe. I would love to do the Falcons, the Hawks, and the Atlanta United. Like those would be, mm. you know, and I've told the Braves, God love them. They're probably going to be sick of hearing from me because I'm like, <laughs> if you ever have anyone back out, I'm not far. You know, I, I can come on short notice because that was such a, that was a huge bucket list item for me. So I would like to round out the sports teams. But now in my heart, the one that I would really love to do the most is a Georgia Bulldogs game because I am an alum and, you know, I'm a dog through and through. I will always bleed red and black. So if I could do that, ladies, I might would levitate right on out of this. (laughs) (laughs) They might be listening. You never know, Olivia. It could happen. Please, please, please. (laughs) I know this one's going to be a big one to cross off your list. And for you, Emery, you're going to make a career of this. I mean, you're off to college in the fall, right? Yes, ma'am. So I'm starting at Samford University um, in the fall. I'm studying commercial music. I'm beyond excited. I actually just finished student orientation a few days ago. So I'm definitely very hyped up right now. I was so excited when I found this program that would basically allow me to, um, I get to keep training classically. So I'll still get formal voice lessons and get all of that. But I also just get to explore my craft, explore different genres, explore different aspects of the music industry and kind of find as I go along kind of what niche kind of fits me best, suits me best and develop my style. And that's a program that's kind of hard to find, uh, especially in Georgia. But I was so excited when I found Samford and that combined with just the community there, just not even, not even a choice. I just 
I'm so excited and felt like I belonged there. That's so cool. And you've already had thousands who've appreciated your voices over the years, ladies. And uh, it's going to be extra special for those of us who are participating in the race to hear you on race day. But uh, what's been the reaction of your family and friends to all of this, especially the friends who entered both of you or convinced you to enter? Oh, my goodness. My family absolutely static. Um, I let them know. I was like, hey, I entered into this thing, you know, posted about it. And my dad specifically, um, he has been like posting like updates. He's very tech savvy. And so on his Instagram, he has just been like nonstop. Like he did the little updates. He did all the fancy Instagram stories and he would tag me in them so I could share them. Um, and all of my family were just sending it to like everybody they knew. And so when I called them and let them know, they were all like, oh my goodness, like I can't believe this is happening. Um, and it was just so great to get the support from everybody. That is one thing that has been so overwhelming, um, and I think Emery would probably agree, is it's humbling. It's very humbling when you realize how much support you have and how people really are willing to, to take the time and click and vote and vote as many times as they possibly <laughs> can and share it on their own social media. And I had friends from out of state on social media saying, hey, can I share it here? Can my friends here vote? I mean, just, you know, it, and it's a humbling experience. My mom texted me the very next day and she, after I was contacted to, you know, let me know the results. And she said, you know, my heart is just overwhelmed for you this morning just to see how many people support you and have been so kind and the comments and the you know it, it's a very humbling thing um i will be the first to say that i feel like god has given me a gift and a platform in which to use it and i'm so grateful for that but it is very very humbling when you see other people recognizing that gift and being so supportive. It's it's a wonderful thing. <laughs> you had both had thousands and thousands of votes. Clearly, people love your voices. And I can't wait to hear them in person on race weekend, along with the thousands of runners who are going to be there at the starting line. What do you think you're looking forward to the most on July 3rd and 4th? I'm just looking forward to the entire experience. I love a flyover. <laughs> I'm very <laughs> excited about being involved in that moment and just Again, just the atmosphere, you know, the adrenaline that gets going. The runners have that adrenaline going because they're excited about the race. Those of us involved in the production of the event are, you know, we have that adrenaline going for other reasons. And I think just, again, just the unity of all of it, just feeling the excitement of coming together for a cause like that and people being full of this positive energy and just excited about something. I look forward to that because I do feed off of that. Olivia took the words right out of my mouth. Um, <laughs> definitely uh, just the event as a whole. And, and just like you were mentioning earlier, the whole everybody coming together and being unified, especially after it's been such a tough year and we've been all been through such a tough season. Things are finally starting to open up a bit and um, everyone's trying to find their own new sense of normalcy. And so getting to do such an important race like this, uh, something that is so important to so many people and so many people look forward to every year and everyone coming together for that, just the energy and the atmosphere of that is going to match nothing else. <laughs> well, ladies, we cannot wait to hear you sing the anthem on July 3rd and July 4th. If you're racing on the 3rd, you're going to hear Emery's voice there at the starting line on July 4th. Olivia will be there to help get us started on race morning. Good luck to you ladies. I know there's a whole different pressure involved in singing something like the national anthem. So we appreciate you joining us this week here on the Peachtree Podcast. Thank you so much for having us, truly. Yes, thank you so much.
Garmin has the gear you need to get ready for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution Peachtree Road Race. Try the Garmin Coach free adaptive training plans that take the guesswork out of training. Choose your race goal, choose your expert coach, and get structured workouts to sync straight to your compatible watch. Visit Garmin.com to learn more. Jay, I told the ladies, you know, they don't give themselves enough credit singing like they can sing, especially a song like the National Anthem. I mean, that takes training and discipline, too. So even though they're not running the race, I still admire their perseverance and what they do to train for their passion. Let me tell you the hardest part about being the National Anthem singer for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution Peachtree Road Race. You have to make sure you hit land of the free, that one note, that <laughs> climax of the song at the exact second that the flyover happens. And there's somebody on stage telling you the planes are coming, either you need to speed up or slow down. That's gotta be, I mean, obviously I've never done it, but that's gotta be really nerve wracking. Yes, it does. I didn't realize all the pressure involved. Olivia alluded to that in the interview, but wow, you've got to get it down to the second. So that takes some serious talent. We have not missed it yet. So knock on wood (laughs) that every year it's been okay. We haven't had planes fly over after the song's done or before the song started. So we've got a system down and I'm sure that the singers this year are up for the task as well. Good luck with that, ladies. Did you know that when you join Club Publix, you can get a shopping experience that's tailored to you? Enjoy member perks like digital coupons, a sneak peek of the weekly ad, personalized savings based on the products you buy and more. Get all the details and sign up today at clubpublics.com. Terms and conditions apply. Peachtree can become a family tradition. There's a great way to get the kids involved, and our next guest is going to talk more about that with us today here on the Peachtree Podcast. Joining us now is Karen Lamphere, the event manager for Peachtree Junior this year. Karen, give us your sales pitch. I know you're not in charge of marketing the event, but why should parents bring their kids out to Peachtree Junior this year? Peachtree Junior is going to be great this year. I'm so excited to have participants and families come and join us. We've got a lot of fun things planned um, in a very safe way this year. We've got a mile for kids uh, 6 through 14, and we have a dash for children 6 and under. And it's a race by appointment approach, so it'll be a nice, safe experience for the kids. And in addition to the running events, we'll also have a track and field obstacle course where kids can hop into the area and test out some mini hurdles, test out a bounce beam area, a standing broad jump, agility ladders. Uh, We'll have a photo op area for families to head over and commemorate their day with a great photo op. And we may have some surprise guests there this year, which would be Jake Riley and Abdi Abdiraman, our Olympic trials, second and third place. And we're excited for them to wish them luck as they head to Tokyo um, later this month. What a great way to kick off Peachtree Weekend with people who, with kids who will probably one day, hopefully one day be running the actual Peachtree. I know it's different this year. You talked about race by appointment. What are some of the other COVID safety measures that parents can expect to see at this race? We're really focused on the youth at this one, obviously. Knowing that children that are under 12 aren't vaccinated yet, we want to maintain social distancing throughout the event. So we'll be making sure that children at their appropriate start lines are spaced out. Uh, We'll be doing some COVID screening upon entry. So we'll be asking um, folks to either show proof of vaccination or to fill out a COVID-19 screening questionnaire upon arrival. So we'll be really focused on spreading out our participants to make sure that they can safely maneuver their way through our event space. 
I know that one of the goals for the Peachtree Junior is for it to look like the main peach tree, the big peach tree. What are some of the things in place that, that sort of replicate or derive from the AJC Peachtree Road Race? That's a great question. Um, we're really excited that this will be the second year ever that our mile participants will be utilizing the actual finish line of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution Peachtree Road Race. So they will run a mile through the park utilizing um, Piedmont Road and also 10th Street. They'll make that left onto 10th and they will cross the actual finish line of Peachtree. So we're really excited for the milers to be able to utilize that finish line. And then we're also excited to have our main event Space in the meadow. So our families and participants will, will be in the meadow just like our peach tree participants will be. And I saw the t-shirt earlier this week on Atlanta Track Club's social media pages. I'm kind of jealous of the kids t-shirt, Karen. They get their very own peach tree shirt. They get their very own peach tree shirt and they get their very own peach tree medal. So we're really hoping that the kids love their goodies this year and I'm sure that they will. And how cool is it to have an event like this? I mean, it's been going on for a long time now, but especially in an Olympic year where they're going to actually be able to meet Olympic athletes. I mean, you have to think that that's going to be an inspiration to a whole new generation of runners. Absolutely. They're going to get to meet two of our Olympians headed to Tokyo that actually competed and raced right here in Atlanta last February. So we're really excited for the kids to be able to meet those Olympians and be inspired and hopefully inspire those Olympians um, who are going to get to meet that younger generation. Talking about special guests, I know that you mentioned Jake and Abby are going to be there, but there are some other special guests I know waiting at the finish line when the kids come across and to help them get started in the morning. Can you talk about the national anthem and then you know the special uh, couple that will be awaiting at the finish line for our mile finishers? Absolutely. Yes, it's going to be a really fun morning from start to finish. Um, at the beginning of the mile, we will have the winner of our Ose Can You See contest singing the national anthem to our mile starters at 8.55 a.m. up at the mile start. And then as these mile participants cross the finish line, we will have Betsy Ross and Uncle Sam there to greet them. And that is the actual Betsy Ross and Uncle Sam that we have at Peach. Tree. So our kids will have a great morning in store for them. Uh, what about pictures with the peach? Do you have the peach on hand as well? Oh, well, we don't have, uh, we have a photo op with some running peaches. So it's going to be, it's actually a new feature this year, this awesome. photo op wall. So I'm hoping that a peach mascot is in our future peach tree juniors for sure. I think that guy you're talking about, you're Jennifer, you're talking about the guy who walks around the meadow in the peach costume every yes, year, right? Yes. He's, we, we don't know who he is. is, is there <laughs> and I will try to meet this person and <laughs> see if we can come up with an agreement for future years. <laughs> He's not our peach, I will say that. I learned something new on the podcast this week. This is not a sanctioned peach. I learned something new too as the event manager. <laughs> He's a bootleg peach. <laughs> uh, I want to go back to safety because I know that one of the main goals, obviously, for every event that Atlanta Track Club does is safety. Parents who might be concerned, hey, my kid's going to be out there on Piedmont Road on 10th Street. What is in place to keep those kids safe when they're out there running in that mile? We have the support of Atlanta police officers out there on the course at any and all major turns, major intersections where apartment complexes are on the course. In addition to police officer support, we have over 40 course monitors on that course in three distinct sections that'll be 
keeping an eye on those kids, making sure they stay in their running lane, offering them encouragement. The course will be heavily combed and um, blocked from traffic as the kids take on the streets of Atlanta. This is a new role for you at the club, relatively new role. You used to work with volunteers. You did some water stop work at the trials to to put it lightly. What made you gravitate toward working with the kids? What excites you about working at this event? I love to work with the kids. In fact, I have two teenagers myself who are also runners and I've coached cross country for middle school students. And I know how important running is to me and how it's really helped me in life. Um, And I just want to instill a love of running in these kids from a very young age. And it can be a potential gift for a lifetime if they can learn that running is can be fun. And it's just such a great way for them to get out there and be active. And I'm sure both of you have run into adults at the Peachtree over the years. This tradition has been going on so long now that a lot of adults probably tell you, hey, I got my start at the Peachtree Junior. That's where the love of running started for me. Yeah, I mean, this event's been around since 1987. And so you've got to think people who ran that first one or don't make me do math, but they're old enough to be running the Peachtree now. <laughs> I know we've, we've got people on staff that started running the Peachtree Junior. It really is sort of the gateway into the Peachtree. And uh, I like to go back and look at the mile results. I'm excited to go back now that we're doing a, a mile and, and tracking those results. And it's the same weekend as Peachtree. I want to go back in like you know three or four years and see which of those kids pop up in the main race. Staff member Madison here is one of our staffers that did run Peachtree as a child, and she will be working the dash at Peachtree Junior. So you can meet Madison at the dash. I love this event, and it's a a lot of fun. Again, we're going to try to make it just as safe as the regular Peachtree this year, too. So, Karen, for parents who obviously want to be there and cheer their kids on, what are the measures that they need to take to stay safe, stay socially distant? Uh, Where can they watch their kids come across that finish line? Well, they'll be receiving their participant instructions soon, which will encourage them to fill out their COVID-19 screening questionnaire. They'll be showing the confirmations for those questionnaires at the gate upon entry. So that's their first thing to do is to complete those questionnaires. Once they're inside the gates and their milers um, are off and running, We have a walking path for them that'll take them straight to the finish line where they'll be able to watch their milers cross the AJC Peachtree Road Race finish line and get that photo op as their kids cross the line. Once their child crosses the line, we will keep that child safe and contained until that child gets into the child pickup area where we will reunite the parent and child safely in the pickup area. One last question for you, Karen. Volunteers, are volunteers still needed for this event? That's a great question. In addition to managing the event, I'm also coordinating the volunteers for this one. And I can tell you that there are never too many volunteers at Petrie Jr. I would love to have more volunteers. And if anyone is interested in volunteering at this event, you can go to atlantatrackclub.org to find out more about volunteering. The volunteer hours that we need are probably about 7.15 on race morning through about 10.45 a.m. So it's not a very long morning and um, the impact that you would have on this event would be great. So please come out and volunteer with us. And if you'd like to register, registration is still open. It's open through July 1st at 11.59 p.m. There is no race day registration. The mile is just $20. The dash is $15. That comes with a shirt, a medal, a race day snack, and a lifetime worth of memories. You can register at atlantatrackclub.org. Karen, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. Jay, there's one more thing I do want to mention. For those Please. that are that may be out of town 
or who may not be interested in joining us in the park that morning, there's still a virtual option for Peachtree Junior. So they are welcome to join us virtually. They'll get the same t-shirt and medal that the um, in-person participants will receive. And it's the same registration link. They would just choose the virtual option for the mile or dash and we would ship their packets to them. That's a great point. Thanks, Karen. You're welcome. Thanks so much for having me on. Your Atlanta area BMW centers are proud to be the official vehicle of the 2021 Atlanta Journal-Constitution Peachtree Road Race. Be sure to experience the performance of the ultimate driving machine at the Expo with a test drive. Plus receive a $1,000 credit towards a new purchase. Just one week to go, Jay, until race weekend arrives. So much to get to. And again, if you haven't started training, I don't know, you may have to just walk it this year. But uh, we're going to have some advice next week here on the Peachtree Podcast from Amy Begley. You've heard her over the years here on the podcast. She works there at Atlanta Track Club and does the in-training for Peachtree events. And some last-minute advice, some tips from her, that'll help us going into race weekend. Yeah, we may not get, she may not be able to help us start a training plan a week out, but she will <laughs> be able to put our mind at ease and let us know some common things that people need to know about approaching race day, what you should be thinking about, how you should be preparing your kit and your nutrition. So always good to turn to the coach for that last minute advice. Just know she's not going to give us a training program. She's not going to tell us how to get fit in a week, but she will help maybe just put our minds at ease about approaching race day. All of us have had our different journeys, especially over this past year in our running lives. Perhaps you've been more focused and training harder. Perhaps you kind of went through a rut. I certainly did over this past year. But we've all kind of gone through this journey together to get to this year's race weekend, getting back to in-person racing, or for some of us, virtually. But uh, one of the elite runners there at Atlanta Track Club has had her own different kind of journey. She's actually become a new mom, and she's been chronicling that with Atlanta Track Club. She'll join us here on the podcast to tell her story, Jay. Yeah, I hope you've been catching the Miles to Motherhood series. If not, check out our YouTube page. We've got, I think, five episodes in. Joining Bridget Bellew, one of our marathoners on Atlanta Track Club Elite, from running as a pregnant mom-to-be to now being a mom. And it's been a great series to track her progress as a runner, a professional runner, and a mother. And the Beach Tree will be her first race back. So we're going to talk to her about that next week. I always find that admirable. And then you have someone like Alephine, too, who is a new mom. She'll be joining us on the 4th of July as well. It's just fascinating how quickly these moms have bounced back and have kept up their running even through pregnancy. It's amazing. And a lot of people that I've talked to, and obviously I don't have any firsthand experience with this, <laughs> but but say that that being a runner or a walker makes the pregnancy an easier experience. And a lot of the moms that I've talked to that are runners and, and my wife have, have confirmed that. So really though, amazing to see some of the levels that some of these professional runners are running at just months after giving birth. Alphine's going to be running at Peachtree and then in the Olympics and is already running 20 to 24 miles a day. That's obviously not normal, <laughs> uh, but, but it is really just an amazing thing to see. Yeah, inspirational. So we'll look forward to hearing from Bridget here on the podcast next week. And then it's your last chance really to address any last minute questions that you have about all the changes for this year's race. And uh, Jay, we'd love to hear from our listeners this week, whether it's on social media or email too. They can drop us an email if they have any questions about anything from the expo to race day itself, some of the COVID protocols. There's just a lot of changes that runners have to be prepared for. Yeah, stories at atlantatrackclub.org or just leave a message on any of our social media channels. We will answer all of your pressing questions next week on the podcast. 
So join us here again. Keep that training up. One more week to go. Enjoy the miles, and we'll see you here next week. You've been listening to the Peachtree Podcast, the official podcast of the AJC Peachtree Road Race. Thanks to this week's sponsors. For more information, visit atlantatrackclub.org. Like us on Facebook or follow us on Instagram and Twitter at ATL Track Club. A DYJ Media Production.